0: hello 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 welcome to the trio of positivity podcast boys and girls so happy you're here with us today what a day it's a beautiful day nfl is over some other sports are happening. What a day. What a week. Welcome NFL to the is not over, bro. Yeah,
1: it's, it's over, over for, for the Bears. Bears. It's not over. <laughs> we still have that We still have that dream for a few more weeks.
0: Um no. Um you heard my brigade member Miller chiming in before I cue him. All good there, all good. Uh but welcome to the show. This is the podcast, as you guys know where we'll skim the Chicago sports to bring some positivity into your life. Um, it's been hard to find, especially with the Bears, the way they went out, but we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm your host, Boo joined as always by my f- fellow Positive Brigade members, host of the program, Chris and Miller. Boys, how we doing? Cold. Whoop, 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 whoop. Let's go. Loving it, baby. Oh. Loving it. Awesome. Miller bringing the energy today. I love it. Um, Quick social plug. You can find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast. Um, I've seen some um, following grow there. Please keep liking the page. We need that uh, community to build up so we can do more better things there. Uh, At Twitter, we are at Trio Positivity. Um, We will probably try and build that up soon, too. And our website Trio of Positivity.com, I have a good feeling some new articles are coming that way. I see Chris smiling, I think he's doing it in his head right now, making plans, so look out for those as well. Uh, <laughs> in today's episode, uh, what we will do is we'll just discuss some baseball news, the Madhouse in Madison, uh, some uh, coaching changes in the NFL, fairly NFL-centric episode, we'll talk some playoff matchups as well. And in the, in the end, we'll review the Bears season um, in greater detail. We have some plans for the next couple of episodes. We'll share that with you. The goal is to review how we did the season going into the draft. So we are all prepared and, you know, all ready to head into the draft. You boys ready? We should, we should get this show on the road.
1: Let's do it. Yes, we should.
0: All right. Yes, we should. All right. I know you guys cannot wait for this. <gasps> I I don't even know what instruments to play for this. But probably the greatest move. I play my own move, instruments. <laughs> the greatest move in all of baseball, probably ever. Like, finally sign somebody. Yeah. You're,
1: you're, you're speaking facts. You remember Tell the last episode, this. or I think it was last episode, or the episode before we were talking about... The The pitcher that signed with the Dodgers that no one cares about that came over from Japan and how he sucks, obviously, because he's never played faced MLB pitching other than the baseball classic. Well, you know what? The Cubs just signed one of their own. And I will let you know, he is going to be a Hall of Famer. Hasn't pitched <laughs> one pitch in the MLB, but he is already on a Hall of Fame trajectory, baby. That's just how we do on the north side of Chicago, like Boopin pointed out when we talked before. That's just how we go roll. And we signed the man in the middle, Shota Imanaga. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I, I mentioned. I just listened to this for your pronunciation. That that that's the only thing. I think I butchered this one to- firstly. <laughs> I
1: think I it. It's okay. It's, it's okay. But um in all in all reality he is projected to probably be a middle of the rotation starter. It is the first move that the Cubs have made outside of signing Craig Council. So I guess Bravo. Um, I have been touting free agency with the hope that the Cubs spent, but at this point, Chris has got it nailed where they haven't spent a dime other than this contract a measly 50 some odd million. So fingers are still crossed that they can get it done. Like I mentioned, he is a left-handed starting pitcher coming to us. He's pitched eight seasons over in Japan. Uh, he sports a 2.96 ERA and about a four strikeout to walk ratio. So he gets about a strikeout per inning, which is usually, which is pretty good. Um, His downfall is his home runs. He gives up a lot of home runs over there. So, uh, that's just one thing on uh, the Cubs' new starting pitcher. Um, he was ranked number 42 in available free agent. So this is by no means a, a big signing per se, but it definitely helps solidify part of the rotation. Hopefully we add another piece. We'll see if that happens. As of now, um, we, the rotation is going to be obviously Steele, and Hendricks, and then one of our youngins uh as the fifth starter. So who knows? Chris, what are your thoughts on the move? Eh.
2: Like it like I need Blue Chew to get a true erection out of this, you know what I mean? Unlike
0: not as Unlike
2: Miller. Uh it's a good signing. It's just it's sad that we have to say that the biggest signing we've had is council. Like that's the, that's the way I look at it, but I will agree with you. And I do have a question for you, Miller. I think now this is a good time that we have to push our rookie pitchers or our, our triple a starters into that rotation. Now, like it's kind of forced, like Council's going to have to work with a young pitching staff in spring training. Like that, that fifth spot is going to have to be competed with, with the youngins there's no shot that we try to get like a like a older veteran to kind of tighten that up right there still are some starting pitchers on the market realistically but i'm saying like do you think that we are at the point where we now are i mean
1: you have to remember last year the end of last year we had a lot of pitchers come up what's his name had a lot Mm -hmm. of success at the end of the year after the all-star break and kind of kept us in it and we had a few others so like we definitely have a few starting pitchers with MLB experience in, in our minors that will probably end up taking that fifth fifth spot, I would imagine. There are people that talk about because he is a Japanese pitcher coming over from only previously playing in the Japanese league, he's not used to the grueling schedule that is the MLB. So there's some people hypothesizing that the Cubs may be looking at a six-man rotation because his limit innings limit is only about 130, 140. So um, that's a possibility as well. But we have the young arms that have that have the playoff, not playoff, but the September, August, September experience from last year. So I, I don't and, think and, we'll sign someone else personally as far as the starting pitching goes. We still need to work on our interesting. bullpen.
0: Interesting, okay. But. Council, I, again, hate to give you guys props, but I think one thing he always did well is like, Milwaukee would always have like some question mark and unknowns, and he would like make those pitchers like really excellent pitchers. Like I, I think at least that's my assumption outside looking in. I know if you guys agree, but I think that's his that's his forte. That's his. So
2: this is the stats that I have for him, and then I have one other point, and then we can or two other points, and then we can move on. But um, since 2019, he's thrown 188 strikeouts. His fastball force team is around 92, 93, and he has six pitches in his repertoire, which I found very interesting. Also, another thing that was reported today is that the man has been living in Chicago for almost two weeks, (laughs) which big props to Jed, because I guess he kind of knew what was happening, and this is kind of a way to guarantee that he doesn't talk to anyone else. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I, I did find, um, I did find that very interesting and I just want to end on this last note. Um, I really feel that had we kept Strowman, this signing would have been a little bit better, but because we don't have Strowman and we have that empty spot, that's another reason why I'm meh. Do you, I mean, doesn't the fact that Strowman hasn't signed lead you to have
1: some indication on him?
2: No, because it's baseball. Like baseball, everyone is always like on this. In, everyone thinks that they're on this schedule of when they got to get signed. Like most of the time, we've seen signings like in the first week of spring training. So it's not, it's sometimes, not that big I of a know. deal. I don't no, know. Like, sometimes in in the big clubs, you do see that happen. So or only for it, Boris, I'm not sure if Strowman's Boris client. He might be. Oh, that's but. a good question. But um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think that question.
1: matters. Stroman had a fantastic beginning of the year and a horrible end of the year, so it's like, it's, yeah, maybe it the injury that much better.
0: Maybe the injury was, you know, like the recovery. Yeah, and that stuff injury like that. was huge. Yeah, yeah, the but injury he's was never good. pitched
1: like he did at the beginning of the year, so
0: that's fair. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is like after the Otani trade, the dominoes was supposed to fall. Like he was supposed to, you know, because a lot of teams are waiting on him to sign and. That just decided some stuff, but this quietness right now, I think, is quite telling as well. But we'll see. I think the next couple of weeks will be pretty big for baseball news, personally, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, maybe you guys will trade for Dylan C's, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, um... you, can, you, can have,
1: you can have, who did we give up for him? You can have, um, who was it? Uh, the guy, the the Quintana. You can have Quintana back, even though he's not even on our it's,
0: team. Yeah, we'll give you both of them and take Quintana back. I <laughs> I, I surprised to see was did he play for the Orioles? I think he was still pitching last year. Quintana. Well, he's right? definitely
1: still pitching. I thought it was for the Reds. That yeah. could be
0: right. Reds. Yeah, like he was somewhere like surprisingly doing well. But all right, Miller, you're up again. Uh, Madhouse in Madison, buddy. What you got for us there?
1: Oh, I just—we need the the violin.
0: Oh, we is that my cue?
1: Yeah, we need the violin. Oh, okay,
0: I can make a fake one. It's sad. It's sad.
1: As we know, the Chicago Blackhawks. The segment isn't about the Chicago Blackhawks. It's about Connor Bedard. The Chicago and Unfortunately, this segment may have come to an end for the next six to eight weeks because he broke his jaw in what some consider a dirty hit. Um, but Connor broke his jaw and had surgery on Monday, so he will not be in the lineup. He's, he's going to miss the All-Star game, so he's not going to be the youngest player to play in the All-Star game. So it's very unfortunate news coming out of um, Blackhawks. Blackhawks Central, if you will. Um, but they are 1-3 in, in the last week. The only positive that we can get out of this is we do have a few players coming back from injury. Um, we currently have 10. We've had 10 injured players so far this year, including Connor. We are getting back Anderson and uh, Radish. Um, they're going to be coming back here shortly, so that'll kind of help boost some of the depth, but it's not looking too good in the Chicago Blackhawks realm. Oh, it's kind of going to be sad for the next few weeks. But, but
2: shout-out to the Blackhawks. Not only uh, did they fleece a bunch of fans with their, their ticket sale special, he's not even going to be there for most of that, so shout-out to them on making money. <laughs>
0: I thought strange. that was Miller's thing. Like, he loved, he loved rich billionaires. You are also part of them now?
2: I figured. I thought that would be one of his talking points. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. That's why. Because I got freaking, it was stupid. I tried
1: to buy the tickets, and it, it was like a third-party company. So, like, it red-flagged my credit card. So, I got, like, a text and an email, and I wasn't thinking. And, it like, because of that delay, I lost the tickets. We don't want to talk about it.
0: It's, oh wait! Now it's probably cheaper, Miller. It's a good thing.
2: <laughs> no, not wait. What game did you pick? Level. Um, what game was it? I'm not going to reveal that information. Oh well, was it February? But yeah. Mm-hmm. February. Yeah. Oh, then you're fine. <laughs> if it's we, six to eight weeks, here he's missing all of February,
0: basically.
1: Well, it depends. The game that we're going to be going to is going to be right after the six week mark. So ah.
0: I don't think he's coming back early. He's, oh I, know, I don't really <laughs>
1: think so either, but it's going to be, it'll be fun. Hey, it'll be a cheap know. game.
0: Hopefully you have fun.
1: All right. On uh, the other side of the United center, we have the Chicago Bulls and the theme of the Bulls has been upward trajectory and that has continued going two and zero over the last week. They are now the ninth seed in the East and unfortunately Miller is wrong. Zach Pretty Levine usual. did come back and play. Yeah. Stupid. I, it was kind of just a... It was more of a joke than a statement. But I was kind of hoping he would be traded. But they have won some games with him back and playing. So, um, we'll see. There's still a lot of noise out there. Zach Levine to the Lakers. I still think it probably happens. When? Who knows? What's the return? Who knows? All I know is the bulls they're making some noise but you know them they're sitting in average they're not going to make the lottery they're going to be a play-in team probably lose first round and we'll run it back again next year maybe we'll have lonzo even
2: though he's not playing oh man that's the that's such a sad story but um not only is levine still in the rumors but uh demar derozan trade rumors have picked up as well and
1: yeah. for those do you think they're going to trade both of them?
2: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I think. What well, do you them think it's going right? to
1: be a complete teardown?
2: Well, I don't it, think they we we talked a little bit about it before. We kind of said, "Are the Bulls a play-in playoff team?" And if yeah. we said yes, do we feel like the team has a chance to make a run in that position? No. So I think the Bulls I, are I more on the line.
0: They they played okay, like even with some key pieces missing the teams come together it's not as bad as we thought at the beginning of the season is my take on it but, um but again they,
2: it, winning cures a lot of stuff i mean we've seen we've been witness to that with the bears um but here's but go well i was just gonna say i it just doesn't surprise me uh, their ninth of the trade deadline is less than a month away february 8th so it's it's in a month. Can the can the Bulls make it within the top six or top seven in the standings? I think if they're in the top six or standings, they have to be buyers. Um, but being in this position, like I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think the the Bulls will sell. So I think one of those two are gone. I don't think both are. But here's the thing with the Bulls.
0: Me too.
1: They're a good story. They have Kobe White, who's played really well. But at the end of the day. When this team goes up against the elite in the East, they're not going to be able to compete. Like they may be able to win a game against Giannis. They're not going to win four. They're not going to win four out of seven. I can pretty much guarantee that right now. They don't have the superstar power as much as you want to sit here and talk about Zach. He doesn't get it done on a daily basis. He is not a Jimmy Butler. He can't carry a team on his back. He just can't. He's never proven it. I believe he's got one of the worst winning percentages in NBA history. Um, and it's just like, I I don't, I don't see these, the executive team for the bulls blowing it up. And the reason I don't is because they extended Nikolai Vucevic. And you don't do that. If you are resetting an organization, they basically did. Every fan doesn't like their GM to do, and that's double down on a quote-unquote mistake. He was praised as an all-star coming uh, from Orlando, coming to us. Oh my God, he's going to be the savior, and what has he done? He's done nothing. He's been an average player that we've paid way too much money. I don't think he's made an all-star team since he's been here, and we double downed on him. And that's why I don't see us blowing it up. I think we're just going to continue to be where we are, and that is a mediocre team that sneaks in in the ninth or tenth spot, and continuously loses.
0: No, yeah, with but I don't think they get it up. Both of them too, but Bleacher Report, he's the like the cover photo, uh, Levine is, and he's the second most uh, talked about trade uh, to the Lakers. So I think he gets moved. Young, like and the Lakers. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis are having good years, but the team overall is not there, so I think they need to make some moves on the Lakers side so the
2: Lakers are are always since LeBron has been there, they've been a second half team, so it's like after the all star break is when you kind of see them and also I think LeBron was injured for most of la- last year, so we'll <laughs> we'll kind of see we'll see what the Lakers do, but i it's not like they absolutely need Zach, you know like it's not. Uh, like a top item on the wish list to get him over the hump that's
1: play, just my opinion lebron plays when he wants to play just look at the in-season tournament they play when they want to play and so
0: yeah i, I, I thought I'm they played that so game hard way. though i
1: mean they won it that's what i'm saying they wanted to win so they played now it's just a regular season all they need to do is get into the playoffs so they'll probably end up getting like a sixth seed and
0: that's what I was going to say. They are like 500 right now. Then I'm sure they don't want to have a tough matchup first round. They don't want to go against Timberwolves or OKC first round or Denver maybe. So they will probably want to be like sixth, fifth seed somewhere. Yeah, in but the so. West,
2: the West is all over too. Like even Golden State is less than 500, if I remember mm-hmm. seeing correctly. So
0: and Golden State is not even like the play in right now. I think so. It, it's tough. It's early too, but I think they need some help. He might be a good piece, but no. I think that's more basketball than we have ever talked on this show. So I'm I'm happy to end that segment here that that works for you boys. That works. All right. NFL is king. Let's bring it back. I want to run over some NFL coaching changes that recently came about and ask you guys, what you think is the best situation? If you were one of the coaches, uh, you know, going in one of these situations, where would you want to go? Okay. All right. Awesome. In, in some shocking news, Seattle got rid of Pete Carroll as a coach after 14 years. He just had one losing season, took him to back-to-back Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, but he's out, I think, lately. They've been bad. They had 25 uh, wins, 26 losses in the last three seasons. It's one playoff experience, and that just him out of the door. I the Bears had that. But, like... Uh, Like looking at him, like yeah, he's still with the org, and he's seventy-two years old. Go ahead, mother. It's
1: so crazy. Like, look at what he did to Russell Wilson. He made him basically into a superstar, and then he crashed and burned. He traded him, and then look what he's done with Geno Smith, and to just let him leave after he turned Geno Smith into a. He made the didn't he make the Pro Bowl? He did. He was like, he like turned number, him into a pro bowler from the Jets. Like I can't I, believe they I got think, rid of him. This is the biggest. I think surprise. he was the
0: offensive play caller more than Pete Carroll because the offensive play caller left to go to Miami this year, and Geno came back to Earth. But you know, Pete Carroll was definitely part of it too. You he right? didn't he, he didn't come back. He didn't play. Geno was top Gino five Smith. quarterback last year. I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, I know didn't he wasn't going to do that again, but he wasn't that bad. He wasn't, like, Jets
0: bad. He wasn't Jets bad, but, like, he definitely had a down year compared to the year prior.
1: I just think Pete Carroll's a hell of a coach, and that's really surprising that they would go a different direction.
0: Yeah. Um, The other one, and I think fairly shocking, too, or maybe expected, Mike Bravo in Tennessee is out after six years. He was the coach of the year, took him to playoffs three times, uh, but last couple seasons haven't been kind to him. Uh, back-to-back losing seasons, they missed the playoffs last couple of years. I saw this, and like I think this is probably the bigger reason from what I've heard is the reason they got rid of him. They haven't scored 30 points in a game in the last two years. See, They are like a run first, um, not as explosive offense, and that's what they want to get rid of. That's why they get rid of him. But Mike Vrabel is out in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, it's surprising, but it wasn't like overly surprising. Like... I don't know. I It was like what I love for Abel to be our, a bears coach. Yes. But at the same token, it's like, it's kind of expected. Like he's been there for six years. He hasn't had a winning, like they haven't won a lot. He's, I mean, they just haven't had a cool, good quarterback situation and we don't have a good quarterback situation and you trade away AJ Brown. This is what you fucking get. Sorry. Yeah. I think this is more on the GM than it is on, uh, than it is on the coach, but you know, just part of the
0: organization. Yeah. Um, the person I was thinking of in Seattle um, who went to Miami is Del Bebel. I think. Oh, was ba- yeah.
1: I heard a lot about him. He said yeah. he went down I, there as a quarterback coach.
0: Yeah. I, I want Not him the at, the, at the offensive coordinator if we can afford him. Uh, but anyway, uh, another change. Ron Rivera was fired after four seasons in Washington. Um, the, a new ownership came in last year. Dan Snyder is out. Um, so this was expected. Washington did have a pretty shitty season. That didn't help either. But that's another opening. The last one, very expected. Atlanta got rid of Arthur Smith after three seasons. All three seasons, they finished with 7-10 and 10 record, uh, which is kind of amazing. The most interesting part of this is, apart from the team, I think, which is supposed to be pretty great, is Bill Belichick is tied to this job. There's lots of rumors that he may go to Atlanta, which was I thought was pretty incredible.
1: I haven't heard those rumors. And then wasn't L.A. was one too? Didn't they get rid of their coach, or was that in season? Chargers, yeah,
0: yeah. like Stanley. He, they got fired after the uh, Raiders game.
1: Oh, that's right. They that came. was in season.
0: Yeah. Uh, but um, these these four and this couple other openings in the NFL, boys, is there one that stands out to you? You think would be like a good fit for a coach? If you're a coach, if you wanted to go to any of these teams, I,
2: or- I have I have one. But go ahead, Miller. Go ahead. Uh, very, uh, uh Rabel to Washington is probably the you best. You like the Washington situation? Yes. It's new ownership, and that they, they're gonna want to try to get a winning team out there. They already had some hype, um. Uh, even though Ron Rivera didn't do much, the the hype with the new owners is there, and I can definitely see. Um, Lots of picks. Yeah, I can definitely see Vrabel like getting full reign and and being like a a good candidate to kind of take that team over to the next to the next level. Uh, in the next couple years, I think that would be a great fit. As far as like the best possible like situation, I'm assuming it's Seattle or Tennessee, but it's a coin flip for me on that.
1: I do not think it's either of those. I would say either. L.A. Chargers or Atlanta.
0: And yeah, those are the my being picks, is the
1: Chargers. They have their quarterback and Herbert. He's going to be there for a while. They have some talent on that defensive line, so I think that one might be the best situation. And then Atlanta, you just got a you got a lot of talent in Atlanta. Like you got Bijan, you got Kyle Pitts, you got Drake London. You just have to figure out that quarterback situation, and that offense could be humming. So. Uh, if yeah. I was a coach, I'd probably be looking at one of those, and I'd probably, I don't know, I might even take Atlanta just because of the potential. If you get that quarterback right, you're pretty much in the playoffs, especially in that weak-ass division. Yeah.
2: The only Which downside is- I will give to the Chargers is their contract situation is going to be a shit show in the next mm-hmm. two years. Sure.
0: Um, they, they do have, like, quite, like, Keenan Allen's there, Eckler's there, like, older stars, for sure, um, so that's something they have to figure out. Their draft picks, honestly, like the Mike Williams replacement, Keenan replacement hasn't worked out either. I think that's why the GM there also is not no longer there, but I, I'm with Miller. Atlanta, Like it's probably the best tight end prospect, best running back prospect, maybe top 10 wide receiver prospect, so all they need is a quarterback, and that team is, should be humming, so I think Atlanta is the best opening. That's probably why uh, Bill Belichick was to go there. Or I think he hearing
2: go? you guys out, I can definitely see Atlanta kind of being that choice. Uh, the more that I'm thinking about it, I forgot. Not only did they fire the coach for the Chargers, they also char—they uh, also fired the GM. And yeah. so that—that's going to be like another situation where I think the Chargers is not like the best choice. But I could see Atlanta and Washington being my two picks now. You guys convinced me. I, yeah, I the only uh, reason I had Tennessee and Seattle with the coin flip is because their team was. Pretty much established. It was an established team. Yeah it was
1: not yeah. a bad play. Yeah,
0: like it was just, not to they young. just have
2: to give the quarterback too. I mean,
1: Tennessee yeah. though, they're gonna lose Derrick Henry, so you don't know mm-hmm. what they're gonna do running back. They got Will Levis, you don't know who he's gonna be. They don't have a wide receiver worth salt. Well, Hopkins, but he's probably gonna leave. So I don't know. I don't think Tennessee is gonna be good for the next few years. Also,
0: also Ravel got the most out of the players. Yeah, I think the players especially Kevin like, Washington
2: out. would be a good fit.
0: I can see that. But the rumors are he's going back to Patriots. Um, like if if Belichick is no longer there or takes a step back, that's a rumor. Available.
2: Interesting.
0: Because he was on the Patriots team and probably the staff before he went on to coaching yeah. too. All right. Well, thanks for playing along. Uh, but uh, quick note, Carolina Chargers and Raiders all are also looking for a GM too. So there's a bunch of openings out there. Um, there's a couple other teams that fired the defensive coordinator and offensive team. Um, we'll probably cover that in one of the coming episodes. But I want to talk playoffs, boys. You guys ready to talk NFL playoffs? playoffs? I'm, calling it, <laughs> I'm calling it the Revenger edition. There's like really good storylines. NFL is so good, man. Even when they don't try to make storylines, there's such good storylines in the playoffs. So I just wanted to, like, we we probably won't get into a lot of these, but um, I want to kind of highlight what the matchups are and maybe the big storylines there if you guys are up for it. Sure. On the AFC side, uh, Browns are taking on the Texans. Um, You know, lots of storylines there, like a rookie quarterback against, like, a quarterback off the couch. But, like, revenge I'm talking about is – uh, you know, Texans can, uh, sorry, Browns can now take revenge on the Texans for trading Deshaun Watson to them, you know? Like, that's, that's horrible. the revenge That idea. is horrible. <laughs> but, it, I don't know. It'll be fun to see Stroud. He's, he's a fun player to watch. Flacco has been on fire. That defense against Flacco, I think, is the matchup to watch out for. I Next was thinking it was
1: Browns defense against CJ Stroud.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Stroud struggle figure it out, and I think I want to watch Flacco trying to figure it out because he's not been challenged. You're, 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 you're... What the heck is that dog What are process? you
2: talking about? you trusting
0: a rookie over a veteran to figure it out? I, that defense, has, the Houston defense, like, Jesus, like, that's something going really good on that team. What the hell is happening? I believe in that team. I don't know, you guys don't have to, but I truly... I truly believe in it. Sorry. No, I'm not on your side. Okay. The more I um, talk
1: about it, the more I want to bet
0: Browns. Right. Hey, Chugbet. <laughs> bet. I always are a favorite Chug bet. You take me on. Um, the next matchup is Dolphins at Chiefs. Um, Tidy Kill finally gets his revenge game uh, at Arrowhead. Last time they played was in Germany. Uh, the game is supposed to be like negative degrees or zero degrees, so that will be the challenge for Miami, but... Uh, you know Dolphins losing to Bills in week 18 got them to play Chiefs Um, so I think this will be a very fun matchup to watch as well
1: what are your thoughts on them wanting to move this game to Indianapolis
0: because of the weather I did not even hear that that's not happening. I don't know I
1: don't think it was real there is just speculation and fans are like petitioning it or something like
2: that who made the who would have made the decision would have been the Chiefs right
0: Probably the, the away team there? would have
2: no say in in where it would go. Like, it doesn't make sense for the away team to position where to have their away game at. So, I am assuming this would have had to come from Kansas City, maybe like a security thing or a yeah. safety thing. Safety
1: thing, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's too. a safety thing. I just I saw that somewhere. I don't know. I it's I am having trouble finding it. So I was probably just one on my on the, my dark oh, yeah. side of Twitter you know that world <laughs> typical but i i saw it somewhere where somebody was upset and they talked about moving it to indie and i was just like what you play you play come on
0: oh also the game will only be streamed on peacock so people are pissed about that
2: <laughs> we said we said this was going to happen we yeah. said this was going to happen that with all these streaming services coming into play like playoff games would be something that would be looked at and and suffered so i'm it not surprised
0: was, wasn't there a game earlier in the year too that was only streaming yeah yeah i think i think they've done this already well that and year.
2: then the nfl network had a saturday game too um so it's it's a lot of premium stuff
0: no for sure um i think like the game um like you know some people would care about this game more than the other Steelers at Bills. Uh, we can say it's a revenge match of a benched backup quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Or we can say both co- coaches, I re- read that, went to William and Mary, so like college, so like that's the only storyline I found. But uh, Steelers are having a tough time. Looks like TJ Watt is also going to be out with a brown bruise. So like Bills have a good advantage. I think they have favored like 10 points at uh, at home, so I think this is probably the least storylined. Um, it's Mason Rudolph playing at Buffalo in the playoff game, so that's that matchup there.
2: If uh, Steelers lose, Tomlin's out.
0: <sighs> Miller agrees with you. I don't think I do.
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't move my head at all. I don't. I don't know.
0: You said it was time for a amicable breakup. Like it's been eighteen it's seasons possible. or so. Sixteen seasons I think. Um If that I'd happens
1: have... I'll be even more annoyed <laughs> <laughs> with the parent situation.
0: I it's just I I don't think so. I wouldn't do it if I was and like Steelers are like not an organization that make rash moves like that, so I would say no. Chris
2: it's, it's the jobs that are becoming available that it's what entices me, like I would I would leave. I would leave the Steelers for... Isn't he under contract? He is, but I sh- that's all that shit can get worked out. Like, look at Denver. They got the coach they wanted. It worked out. So, I mean, anything is possible.
0: Yeah, but they fired the
2: it. previous coach.
0: Yeah, I don't know what worked out. Is. You they were stayed. saying Tomlin
2: is going to leave, and he, I don't think No, he I'm can. saying if he loses, do you think... Well, he either gets fired or does he leave? I
1: mean, he can't leave. He's under contract is what I'm saying.
2: Oh, my God. You would have, have to fired. trade
1: him or, or fire,
2: because we've never seen in the NFL someone say "I'm not happy here" and they work something out.
0: Looks it's like the, possible. for of coaches. Twenty twenty four will be his last season under the current contract here, so next year maybe. So I don't know, but I would say no. To gun to my head right now. Um, obviously, on the AFC side, Ravens are the top seed. I don't want to buy. On the NFC side, the Fudge Packers are at Cowboys. Um, this is Mike McCarthy's revenge game. Um, you know, McCarthy is having a good year with the Cowboys, previously the Packers coach. That's an interesting um, storyline there. Um, I will shut up if the Packers go to wall and beat the Cowboys, I think. That's what I will say. All right. Next matchups, Rams at Lions. Damn, talk about storyline. Stafford comes back to Detroit to play, um, you know, Detroit playing a home uh, playoff game against Matt Stafford. I don't think the storyline could have been written better by even the best storyteller out there. There's so many good storylines there. That team is done well, but Rams are hot they're red hot right now. So that'll be a heck of a matchup. I think
1: a lot of people are theorizing like that. This, the the, NFL is rigged because of all these good storylines.
0: (laughs) This is, this, I I, honestly, this is probably the best I've seen. Um, uh, But Eagles at Buccaneers Eagles. After the 10 and one start lost five in a row. They finally made it in the wild card. Um, They are playing at Buccaneers who are, you know, um who are okay probably over, like have done better than expectations but uh i don't know um, i will ne- you know i'm always mad at the eagles after the double doing game so i'm saying this is karma's revenge on the eagles fans for being now you're just making the- shit up after the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, that's complete bullshit. Jalen Hurts has been your fantasy quarterback. You've been rooting for them
0: for the last 2 years. I have you seen videos of like Eagles fans <laughs> literally lining up and like just like chastising every other like every person with the other teams jersey. They just get they yelled at. They've been doing that even game.
2: before they won. It's Philly.
0: But like it's I know, Philly. but like now that they are good, it's, I think it got out of control. So this is just fucking karma getting them back at it. Because Again, Chicago
2: I, fans wouldn't be worse. I, you're not you're worse not than bad, Philly. Bad.
0: not that bad. Come oh, on.
2: that's questionable. No I way. That. I yeah, have a I, friend who's a big Eagles fan. I'm going to ask him that question. I'm going to be like, hey, do you guys okay. think you guys have been dog shit or that you guys have been like a bad team to, or bad fans, that you guys are cocky and shit, but do you think Chicago fans would be worse? And I have a there's feeling
1: there's no would bias say Chicago there. fans. There's no bias there. Hey. It's
0: um, possible. I mean, there's a reputation to maintain there. But, again, I think that will be a good matchup, too. I think Buccaneers passing game, put your money on them, I think. Mike, Mike Evans' touchdown is a guarantee from Bupin in that game. Ooh, oh, God, we're throwing guarantees. Let's go! Uh, N- <laughs> NFC uh, 49ers top seed are on a bye. Uh, with that being said, drum roll, please. We come to the Super Bowl matchup. And winner predictions for the brigade.
2: I'll let the Millers. homers go first.
0: All right, Miller, the homer, go first.
1: Niners against
0: Buffalo. <laughs> oh shit! He did not go with the. Uh, he didn't go with the chalk pick up. Okay, Chris, you want to go next? I'll
2: wait for you. I want to.
0: It's just like I don't know. I'm not kind of tied. I I'll go. I'll go like weird. I'll go Cowboys and Rams.
1: They're both in the NFC, so that's oh, interesting. How they're going to the do that? Super Bowl. I wonder how they're going to do that.
2: Um,
0: I was, I was looking <laughs> at something else. I'm sorry. That that would be weird. Um, I'm going to say Ravens Cowboys then.
2: Uh, well, I want to say I think the biggest upset that I feel would happen. I think the Buccaneers beat the Eagles. Um, as far as the Super Bowl matchup, I am going. Dolphins 49ers
0: that would be good thought about um, the Dolphins
2: I think the Dolphins have a good chance man I don't know that team looks just like a lot of fun to root for
1: the problem I, is that they're, they're not as good away as they are at home and they're not going to get any home games
0: and their they're injuries have are in literally the their injuries are literally piling up yeah like,
2: but that's it would be a fun little story
0: it would be I am it would at a coin
2: flip with 49ers and, and Cowboys, though. The Cowboys have looked good. So, but
1: well, I'm sticking with 49ers. Are gonna win it.
0: For your dad?
2: Yeah, and for my pick.
0: Oh, you have money already on it?
2: I think for me to just be the single guy out, I would want the Dolphins to win.
0: That would be I think, like, so I I didn't pick that, Chris, because I think it's a lot of hard knocks hype, which I've been watching as well. Dude, I love that team. That team's doing so that great. That team is so, just fun.
2: That team yeah. is fun. Uh,
0: that guy. It's, it's just so great to see. But, all right, that's our picks. Uh, What's your pick? Won. You didn't give our your pick, Boobin. Oh, Ravens and Cowboys. Sorry, I put it on the sheet. And who's winning? Winning. Ravens. Can't say Cowboys. That's, man.
2: I feel like there's going to be some implications with that kind of win. Um that that that's going to be interesting interesting pick
0: chris did you say dolphins will win
2: i picked the dolphins okay awesome
0: all right i i've documented all that we're boring so we will not put anything and no bets on the line because we're boring people all right that being said that brings us to the main segment here um just so you guys know we are planning multiple episodes in this series where we will look into each position group of the chicago bears We'll grade them. We'll talk about the draft, how it went. Um, then we'll also talk about draft projections. We're hoping this to be a multi-week thing, hopefully leading us pretty close to the draft, if not all the way there. So that's what it is to come today. But what we are doing today is we'll, we'll talk high level as to how the Bears did, what the record was, and things like that. Um, some um, scheduled prediction we did preseason in the season. Before the season began, we'll talk about some of their wins and losses. Um, more importantly, we'll talk about the big news that came out today um, about some of the coaches no longer being here, what that means for the team going forward. But like I said, we, today is mostly an overview of what we are going to talk about with more in-depth stuff to come in weeks to come. That being said, uh, let, let's start it off. Um Let's see, Miller. Do you want to start us off with the high-level review of the Bears? Sure. Where, the where Bears
1: ended the year seven and ten. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Um, 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 they, I so. mean,
1: they. I have a bunch of stuff on here, but I don't really want to get into it. Okay.
0: Um, anything you d- want to talk about?
1: Let's jump into the preseason predictions. Chris, you got the data on that? Um, yeah, I got the
2: I got the info here. So, so the Bears
1: is a team, they beat their 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 wins were against Washington, the Raiders, Carolina, Minnesota, Lions, Arizona, and Atlanta. And their losses were against Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Denver, Vikings, Chargers, New Orleans, Lions, Cleveland, and Green Bay again. So that makes them seven and ten. Who right. was the best picker, Chris?
2: Well, that's gonna go to you, Miller. You correctly predicted eleven games. Um, three, four. Boopin predicted nine
0: you also predicted and i eight. predicted
2: 8. That
1: was in season though, right? That was like on a weekly basis.
2: That wasn't That was on a beginning. weekly basis. Yeah. From the beginning, we we did do a pre-draft which was way too really? ahead of what we were thinking and then we did a post-draft pick and funny enough we had the same exact records with a couple games uh that were switched in. Of course, me being the true ultimate expert when it comes to everything Bears, I correctly predicted the Bears would go in both sections, 7 and 10 for the season. Um, I apologize that you had to listen to the other two homers during the the podcast, but I just want to make this very clear so that the people in the back can definitely hear it. Boopin and Miller are fucking idiots. I'm brilliant. We move forward.
0: We say that every day. We say that every day, Chris. Um, but but um, remember,
2: remember, I got 11 picks right during the season.
1: Which
0: did. I, I
2: think, and I was going to talk to you about that, Miller. When we were making our picks, it was a struggle. <laughs> I don't think I've ever struggled on a weekly basis to figure out if the Bears were going to win or lose. Early on, I, 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 I would have been surprised. I, I wasn't surprised if the Bears would have gotten four or five wins for the year. We even talked about that, too. Um. So I think didn't wasn't the over Vegas had six and a half right? So no, seven, seven, no, seven and seven seven and a half seven and a half. Ooh. Okay. I I, I don't remember. I thought I remember. That's six why and we a half.
0: I was very impressed. You pick seven. We pick eight. So we were right around the margin. We were right whatever the mar- it yeah. was. Yep. But I do have a couple questions for you guys. Out of all the wins, is there one that stands out to you that was the most impressive win?
1: Well, I think you gotta say Detroit but I hate saying Detroit because I feel like it's a cop-out. But, I mean, okay. it's at the end they're of the in day, the
0: playoffs. they're, in the, they're playoffs. in the
1: playoffs. They were a pretty dominant team. But I just feel like we had their number all season because even when we were in Detroit and we historically blew that game, but then when we came home, we pretty much just slaughtered them. So that's yeah. the biggest win, in my opinion. The only playoff team that Iberflus has beaten. His time here, I think I, that yeah, is that was back to back
0: divisional win, too, right? He had not won in division, I think, before that. That's true, too. Yeah, what's up, Chris?
2: Oh, I gotta sneeze. Nope, never mind, it didn't come through. Um, I think great, great podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, probably the my favorite game to watch was against the commanders, um, Early, being yeah. a nationally televised game. Mm-hmm. Um, in a football. Uh, I will probably have to kind of stick with that, but also the the Raiders game is also pretty like memorable for me because
0: the I was gonna say, you are a the, hater.
2: It's not being a <laughs> hater. Listen, I've already established everything I needed to establish about Fields, and and I think that's something that we're also gonna talk about here for a little bit. Not too much, but you know, I think that I was think- a fun game to watch.
0: I think Miller and I are on the same page. I think Lions definitely was the most complete game at home playoff opponent, but See, you guys uh,
2: are going off of like on the field stuff. For me, it was the first win in X amount of games, X amount of days, X amount of of year or like whatever it was, and it was a fun game to watch. No like one's that's, arguing with Washington pick. I know, but I just all like you guys should have taken my side fruit. on this. No, no, no. That was a good play. Well, it was a fun well, game.
0: My answer was going like to the, the Falcons, I do like the Lions
2: game, too, though. The Lions game was pretty
0: good. The too. Falcons, like we beat them by 20. Like, yeah, but it's the fucking Falcons. The Falcons, Falcons. I,
2: Arthur I, Smith got fired, right? Isn't
1: Arthur
0: Smith? Well, it's just like, and the, another thing I want to say is, like, we won against two divisional opponents. The Minnesota game was brutal, but the you know Lions game was good, and Packers were the only team to sweep us. So, like. The tech, I don't know, that stood out to me, but I also realized that we started the season ON 4, like that. Like I don't. I obviously it was painful, and we looked at the schedule, so it looked like it was probably going to happen. But we were hoping No. It. We, no.
2: Wait,
0: wait, start,
1: Say that again. Say that. It's not going to happen. We had a really we, easy schedule
2: at the beginning. I predicted Bay, that Green we were uh, going to go th- one and three, so I was closest.
0: Kansas. We, said, we Denver, had.
2: Green Bay,
1: Tampa, Tampa Kansas, and Denver, Kansas City, Denver, Washington. That is a pretty easy start to the season, but all considering
0: my my point was we didn't get our first win until week five, and I don't think I remember that right now. I had to go back and check to see that, and like just like we were four and eight at the bye, uh, then we we started the year
1: two and seven.
0: Yeah, two and seven, uh, four and eight at the bye. It was just like. Some of these things, like I, do, I don't think I remember fully now. I'm sure it's painful at because the time. Because
1: field sucked, so you you <laughs> took that out of your memory. Uh, let's
0: see. <laughs> another thing. Another thing I wanted to ask you guys. I I had one more thing. I, oh, the preseason hype I want to talk about, and we'll probably touch on this more. But like, just Justin and the offense had a lot of preseason hype. We were being compared to the Eagles, and how their team jumped the like third year and made a Super Bowl like I just like I was reading some storylines from week one and that's what I caught too and I was just like made me sad you know mostly for, like what the expectation was from the team even though none, none of us here we all were like seven eight team wins but like that was being talked about in the media I, I, I think that the up biggest
2: too. thing that people forget is that preseason season like before all this they were saying that Fields was an MVP candidate and that That is what makes it sad that all that hype for Fields. And again, some of it might have been warranted at that time, but for us to say like seven and eight wins and they were still predicting Fields to have MVP, like it's, it was bad.
1: Well, Um, I think it goes into the fact that if Fields was actually performing at an MVP level, it was probably going to be more like 10 wins. Because the schedule was there, and even if you look at what the Bears did, having three historic losses against Denver, the Lions, and Cleveland, like if they win those, in the, you're talking we're still about a conversation
0: for playoff, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. so, but yeah, he definitely did not live up to preseason hype. <laughs> at least at the
0: um, beginning. after this um, pretty sad season, uh, the Bears are picking the one. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, and number nine that's our pick and the other pick is from the number one pick from last year so um, fairly impressive um, draft picks at least two in the top 10 is very promising uh, to a team that has some potential I feel like that that should be a really really promising thing yeah awesome well got to talk about the bad news Um, came out early this morning if I remember correctly uh, we got rid of a bunch of uh, coaches on the team. Uh, it'll probably be easier to say who we didn't get rid of, but um, because we are contractually obligated, I'm going to run through all the coaches that we got rid of today. Um, we got rid of our offensive coach, Luke Getze, quarterback coach, Andrew Janico, wide receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert, running back coach, Omar Young, and assistant tight end coach, Zim Zetz. The coaches we have remaining on the team are Everflus, our head coach, uh, the offensive line coach Chris Morgan, and the tight ends coach Jim Dre. It's
1: for offensive, right? We have defensive, I think. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't
0: defensive. know why.
1: I, I I guess they just kept them on for some reason. I, they they mentioned it in the answer. I didn't hear it. Who? I don't understand why they have offensive coaches on this team. Because I would assume that the offensive coordinator who they're going to bring in is going to bring in their own guys.
0: So the offensive line coach um, is getting credit for um, Braxton, his his development from last year. Uh, Wright, he supposedly put Wright through a very rigorous um, workout, and um, Tevin Jenkins' development is all being credited to this offensive line coach. And the Titans' coach is being uh, retained uh, because of our because of Cole Komet is what I read. I guess. Um, Again, I get that they're like,
1: retaining them for those purposes, but at the end of the day, I would think they're probably going to get fired if when we get a new offensive coordinator.
0: Maybe not. But yeah. good riddance on Luke Getzi, Where you guys stand?
2: I'll let Miller go first because I, <laughs> I have notes on this.
1: Okay, so where do I stand? I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. 100% hate it. My stance before all this was all or none. I wanted everybody fired or nobody fired because this puts us in Bears purgatory again. This is a typical Bears move. It's a bullshit move. It's a P-word move. It's just... I think it's just pussy. It's a pussy move. Thank you. (laughs) Pappy, I just don't... This doesn't take any stones to do. It doesn't take any stones. You're copying the the offensive problems on Luke Getzi and you're not making the coach accountable for anything when he's had three historic losses. And I believe he's 10 and 25 in two years. Now, is it all his fault? No. Would I have been okay if they ran this whole situation back? Sure. I just don't think that any of the possible scenarios going forward are good scenarios. In those scenarios being one, you keep fields and two, you draft Caleb or draft a new quarterback. I think both of those are disastrous fields because he's going to be learning his third system in four years, which is never a good thing. On top of that, it usually takes at least one year to understand verbiage in an offense in two years to grasp the offense. So that means going into his fifth year option. If we pick it up, he's going to be, we're diving to know if he knows how to run the fucking offense. And then with Caleb, He's going to come in, and you know what? This team is on an upward trajectory, especially on a defensive side of the ball. If he comes in and has any sort of setback, if this team goes from seven wins to five wins, you're talking about Iberflus going 15 and, rough math, what is that, 13 and 38. 15 and 38, are you really going to keep him next year? And I think the answer is no. So then we're doing what we've done the last two fucking quarterbacks that we've drafted. I think this is a horrible move. It's disastrous, and I hope I'm wrong, but history tells me otherwise.
0: It is you're right. It is what bears do. They did it with Trubisky. They did it like it's the same same philosophy. And I I can see why you're frustrated with that. Um, I I something needed to happen. I I think Flus had done enough, like correctly so calling plays on defense to stay here. I, I can see why you wanted him gone. There was definitely like points on the other side, but for Field's sake, if you're keeping him and his sake, I am glad Flus is here, but I think gets like screens. Then those just, he didn't throw a single pass in the third uh, quarter at Packers. Like I know the O line was having issues, but not a single pass. Come on. Like, just, just like something needed to happen, if we were to either figure out Fields or whoever the new quarterback is, like something needed to happen. So, I am okay with this move. Not static. and I've seen the mistakes Bears have made in the past. I see why you're apprehensive, but I, I'm, I'm, I want to be positive about this move. I think it's a good path forward for the Bears.
2: So, this I I had to take a couple notes because <clears throat> I was. I was under the impression early on that the coordinators were going to get released and then Floos was going to get fired. And then a report came out that the meetings were over. Floos is keeping his job and is basically, again, a brand new coach in the NFL because he's going to basically bring in a whole new, a whole new staff. With that being said, Boopin, you took one of my points. I don't put a hundred percent of the blame on Getzee regarding the the third quarter stuff that game plan had to have been approved by fleuce and the fact that we still didn't see any offensive progression the way we wanted it to solely relies solely falls on on the head coach but i want to thank the chicago bears organization for the shit show that this is causing and it's going to cause all the way until the draft uh, I would have preferred that everyone was fired. You trade fields or you trade your pick, try to get more. Because I think they only have like five or six picks in the draft. They don't really have a lot. So you could use Bears? that first pick. No, the Bears, have a, lot. Bears have a lot.
1: I thought it was picks.
0: five or six. We have, we the have only two round picks they don't down. have is second. We probably have multiple picks in first and second too.
1: Not second. We don't have second, I don't believe, because we traded our second pick.
2: If one of you guys can confirm it because I'm seeing something that tells me otherwise, but if one of you guys can confirm it, I could have sworn it was only five or six. Um but with that being said, it's it I was not happy. Um I would have preferred everyone to leave. I did kind of get with Miller and kinda in that all in or nothing um with Getsy, but it is what I, it is. I think I think the Bears are just gonna be a shit show.
1: And it sucks and because you. I know Getsy sucks. He's not good. I just don't know if Justin can learn another system in in a good amount of time. And the he's running is,
2: and he's has sorry, two God.
1: years left. He has two years left before we have to pay him forty million. Doesn't matter how he plays, he's making at least forty million. Daniel fucking Jones got paid forty million. So he's going to be getting forty million dollars at
2: least from a So from you're a looking team. at it from that aspect, and I brought it up in the group chat. And I wanted to hear your opinion, like voicing it out. I know we had a little bit of a conversation uh, about it, but this is going to be a one to two year thing for the coordinator. I think we, we are all in agreement for that.
1: Well, I mean, it's not, it's not technically going to be a one or it's two year thing, but... but realistically, if he comes in and he's successful, he's probably going to leave after two years.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. The flexibility it gives them guys. Like, like, it's new for Fields, and that brings a challenge. Miller's right. But if the path is Caleb Williams, like, it'll be a brand-new staff. So, like, they can hopefully plan for Caleb Williams, you know? But so that's the standard, advantage I see. But to which
2: standard do you hold it to? Do you hold it to fluce and Poles standard, or do you hold it to the coordinator and the quarterback coach that's going to get brought in? Because that's the part where everyone is going to question it. I didn't want to get into it because I know we talked about not getting into it. But depending on what decision gets made in the draft, that is also going to dictate how that is going to flow. It has to.
0: Like I think you're right. I, and I think they will have made some decision as to like what direction they will have to if they're bringing a new coach, if they're going to keep Fields or not keep Fields. The good news here is Fields is getting some buzz. Atlanta Falcons are all about training for fields. Um, some other team I saw got tied with him too. Like there were a couple of teams like that were like getting tied to Justin Fields if we don't want to keep them. So like, that's a good news. I see is like, even if we have to move away from him, the new team, new offensive c- coordinator and uh, quarterback coach will hopefully be tied to the new offense, whoever that is for the quarterback of the future. And then you get rid of the flues and obviously Poles stays, I think. Uh, depending
2: on that was my my other follow-up that was going to be to you guys. But are you still in the fields train? The bears build on the fields on on the field aspect, or are you away from it?
0: No, no, I think the way the end of the season happened, he did not do much to like change my mind. I think I trust the team to, to make the right moves for them. If they think the worst thing, the only thing I would not agree is if we keep fields and draft Caleb, that's the only path I would hate for them to take. Other than that, any path is acceptable to me.
2: Miller? What was the question? Sorry. Is Fields still the guy that you build around?
1: I, I'm I'm out on Fields. I want Caleb. Okay, and if the Bears... I wouldn't, okay, f- I, I want to preface this with uh, I wouldn't hate it if they
2: kept him. No, what did I say earlier? I think I'm on the Fields bandwagon now. You said you're on the Fields bandwagon, but given... All of this stuff with the coaching, like, did it further your belief into fields or because of the coaching carousel that we're going to be in in the next two years? Because it's going to be the next two years, whether people like it or not. So my my theory was, I think what I said, I don't know if I said it, but I am with
1: fields. I want fields to be here for two years so this shit can crash and burn. So then theoretically we trade and we get a 2026 first round pick. So then we'll have two first round picks and we can reset everything. I think that's where
0: I'm at.
2: Oof, that's interesting. So, so who's is, gonna
0: who's gonna trade for Fields if you're not keeping him after the 5th year? That's a man boopin you're like a fucking what? journalist here. Who's like so you're saying we trade for Fields or you're saying no, we, we trade have, the number, one pick. We, we trade fields,
2: the number but... 1 pick we keep Fields. We trade the number 1 pick. We trade in the he's saying we trade the one, but after two years, if we don't see progression with fields, we trade fields for a first rounder. Apparently,
1: well, no, I'm saying we say good but bye and we'll be done with it. Oh, okay.
2: Just is Polls gone first- if if we get into a shit show like that?
1: Yes, no, I agree. Maybe wait. Oh, I was thinking
0: you I don't no, know. This is one listen. of our upcoming episodes. We'll look into the draft picks, see if they oh, hit, yeah. I'm they not they even hit. looking
2: like, at draft picks, I'm just looking at the general census of. Assuming pole okay, assuming poles is fired next season. Assuming that's the only way I'm gonna look or at Fluce? The fluce I call him fluce You said um, polls. Oh I'm sorry. Uh fluce is fired next season, right? Mm-hmm. Um and Miller count me down because you know I, I always get the contract years confused. Okay. It would be Fields' fourth year. Right? So This is
0: his fourth year. I,
1: I understand the scenario, but theoretically if fluce is getting fired next year, then
2: Fields is in our quarterback next year. After next, but year. is Polls gone next year, or do you give him a chance with with? Okay, I think okay. he's gone.
0: Okay, hang on. I, like, what, what, why, why Polls? Like, did he make a mistake in the coaching? What, 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 what are you holding against you can, him right you now? You can I, hold
1: this scenario right yes. here against him. Yes, hands down. But I think one year with what he's done so far, I think one year is. He's, too short he's hit no, on maybe. every
0: move. Every. Uh, move. Yeah, eh,
2: that's questionable,
1: but like I, two years, if, if this is still cra- if this really does crash and burn, you can theorize. I don't think he will be though. Cause I think he has established such a good foundation that even if this doesn't work after the two years, they'll probably give everybody the two year. And then he'll have another shot to get a draft, a new quarterback, hire a new head coach.
2: I get you. My prediction is going to be this. Um, I think because we I think we're all in agreement here if Fields is staying and fluce is staying it is playoffs or bust for the Bears next season. 100%. Are we all in agreement?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. If they don't make the playoffs, Fleuce is gone. Also, if Harbaugh doesn't commit to the NFL this upcoming year and Michigan has a shit year,
0: he's not going to and- no, no, if no, if he's not you're... coming out this year, he's not yeah, coming, he's out, not
1: I coming think out, Michigan. out. Michigan offered you... him a 10 year, $125 million contract. If
2: he's Either not coming out this that, year, or yeah, he's coming he's a... out. Interesting. Okay. I, that, that was going to be my way of saying like, that's how I think Pulse keeps his job. He brings in Harbaugh the following year after, after Fluce is gone.
0: Um, Harbaugh's probably like Chargers are favored to land him if he comes out, supposedly. I don't know if that's a good fit, though. Offensive system, he did magic with uh, Kaepernick and Alex Smith. I guess I don't
1: know. He's not an offensive <laughs> guy. He's a defensive guy. He's a defensive right. guy.
0: Didn't he have? He's like
2: made Kaepernick? right decisions. Like that's the one thing I hated about Polls. Man, is like we can look at all the coaches that are polls out there. Eber that Flus. are def- Fuck. I'm already thinking fluce is gone. I'm sorry. fluce and um, Polls. Get it? Yeah, right. my bad. They're both. They're both. Their dicks are intertwined together at this point. But the way that I'm seeing it is. I'm, I'm disappointed because there's other defensive coaches that are out there that leave, make great decisions on the offensive side and don't do shit. The only thing like they will who? do, though, is they'll be like, hey, you need to run or you need to pass. I want to see a pass or something.
1: I don't this think is- you. What are you talking so I, I don't
2: think that's for true. A game you were plan? talking yeah, about uh, that uh,
1: earlier. I don't, yeah, don't yeah, think Iber yes. Eberflus Let's had any this. say in what happens with Luketsi. Yeah. He might have had a little, but he didn't have much. He
2: was if in charge of
1: the entire defense as well as being
2: This is what I was going to say. Way, you're telling me that a defensive coach who would go out and look at offenses and try to play against them would not have a say on how his team looks and wha- what they should do. They have a do? say, but they're not going to be coaching.
1: They're
0: but not going to be way, putting their the two cents guy. in the game. The way the game works, too busy? They, the oh. first 15 plays or so of the game, they, they map it out. And they usually call those plays. And after that, there's a set of plays for so first down, second down, red zone. That's what they call fourth down plays. They have a set of plays. And yes, the head coach is involved in like designing those or like making sure calling the one like you know putting those in the sheet which has the best sense of success. But it's on the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach. I don't know what to call those. There's See, nothing I to- uh,
2: I disagree a hundred percent. If I'm seeing that my offense is shit. I will go to the fucking coordinator and be like, hey, pass the ball more. Or, hey, run the ball you
1: more. You don't do I that in the guy game. With the I get butt. what you're saying, but that's not done in game. That's look, done look, after the game.
0: You you watch hard knocks. Oh. Look at what, uh, like, Tomlin. Oh, sorry. You can't, McDaniel, you can't compare even, uh, McDaniels on, in that. He doesn't even know when uh, defense is, even like, pick six. If you watch the Jets game when they had the pick six, he didn't know it till like, Halfway into the end zone, when the defender was running in, he had no idea. He wasn't celebrating until... Why can't you compare night. the hard knocks
1: to this? That is literally you, what's happening.
0: You can't, though, because you're it's
2: talking opposite. about an offensive-minded coach and a defensive-minded coach. If you're but an so, offensive-minded coach, you are, of course, going to be more intertwined with the offense. So you're saying
1: offensive-minded say. coaches do not have a say in the defense, but defensive-minded coaches have say in offense? No, no,
2: no, I'm saying if you are the head coach... The, the top honcho, yes. the main guy, the yes. big squeeze, the big cheese, whatever you want to put a title on, it's going to fall on you. Yes, You have to be able to fall on your own sword if you're going to make certain decisions. They have do no you, knowledge of the system. Do you blame <laughs> Floose for the third quarter against the Packers, Boopin? No. That is Dog shit!
0: It's not I believe hey, hey, the decision. On, it's gets he, on. the one. He's the so, one that's calling the plays. So Vic Vangio is the defensive coach in Miami, and I I can say confidently that McDaniel, like once he's a veteran coach, where right, McDaniel probably doesn't even know what like what plays are being called. You might be right, but
2: you know what? I bet you happens. To be like, hey, uh, shh, because you know they have the little walkie talkies. we like, hey, uh, old man Fangio. Yeah, what's up, McDan? Hey, uh, you should consider, uh, you should consider blitzing here.
0: I guarantee okay. you that doesn't happen. Uh, also, I also guarantee, guarantee you.
1: It doesn't okay. happen.
2: Or McDaniel's could be like, hey, it looks like they're setting up a lot of this kind of offense, which I've seen or I've ran. You <laughs> may want to do this in game, dude.
0: Okay, two oh, things. I think One,
2: you're
0: wrong. NFL offenses coaching trees are like a like a like LLC now. It's run like someone runs offense someone runs defense the head coach is like the ceo he knows what's happening but he's not like making day to day decisions that's how nfl in my at least like the good ones are run i now.
1: think i think there is a point to chris's thought process but with miami and how in depth that offensive minded head coach is on the offense doesn't apply with fangio and with the bears the fact that we don't have a defensive coordinator And our head coach was a defensive coordinator. I don't think it applies, but there could be other situations that you could see something like that. Like for instance, Bill Belichick. I don't know if he was involved, maybe recently, but like over the past few years when they were good, I don't know if he was like really heavily involved on one side. I think he might have had a little more balance where he could step in. But But our situation, but there's no way.
2: But is here's he and two and two counterpoints. I don't want to. I don't want to go too much into. I think we've already gone too much, and it's mostly my fault. But that's fine. Here's two things with that, though. A lot of times on that on that tree, Belichick has produced more defensive head coaches than offensive coaches. Is that correct? I think they've all sucked, so I don't think it's really they, worth well, talking okay. About they've the all tree. sucked, but that's not so the only the,
0: offensive but, is M- McDaniel, Josh McDaniel. And one more,
2: I think there was one more, but everyone else has been defensive minded, and that's because he allows that like kind of you're saying like the ceo aspect right but there have been times where big old bill belichick will pounce his fat ass over to the defensive side and make complaints or will ask to have changes made the second argument that i will make andy reed andy reed and mr old chicago bear naggy andy's calling the plays are we all in agreement of this yes no see you both yes. are saying opposite answers But there is an offensive coordinator and the head coach, and the head coach is calling plays. That's the only thing that I will ever say about a coach's decision. In that aspect, I will give Andy Reid every chance, every possibility. Because right now, if the Chiefs are out, Reid's probably not going to get most of the blame. It's going to be Nagy. Because he has the offensive coordinator title. So... If I was Andy Reid and I was like, you know what, I'm going to let this guy run my offense. I'm not going to say stuff or whatever. And he publics, publicly think says that. I think Andy Reid runs the offense because he has. I, I am agreement. Yes, and I am, and I sheet. am in agreement with you. So that's why there's a difference. Oh, my hair's all over the place. There's a difference in how that is being managed. That's what I'm trying to say. I believe that the approach that fluce should have had should have been more of a Bill Belichick kind of like how you said. He or, couldn't though because they have a defensive on, coordinator. Wait.
0: It's his Chris, cho- it was his choice to not hire
2: the one. The two too, examples you, know. you brought
0: it's yes, fair, but it's hard to hire like one midseason. Belichick no, and freaking uh, like two of the more successful coaches is the ones you named, and that's not the. I could keep going. Norm, that's not the norm, Tomlin, right? It's it's more. Tomlin's
2: think, a defensive coach, and he's gone through offensive coordinators mo- multiple years, and, and they, they all get fired.
0: And they get yeah, exactly. fired. Oh, no, fired. they
2: they move on. They get jobs. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's yeah, the part that no one jobs. understands.
1: I don't know I if mean, any
2: Pittsburgh guys that went on to get jobs. There was a couple, but they got fired. But that's beside the point. I don't care what they did like, after the fact. I'm like, just saying for the team. Talking
0: about coaching tree, I don't even think Tomlin has another coach underneath him who went on to be a coach somewhere else. Cardinals. I mean, the
2: bottom line is
1: some some mm-hmm. head coaches do act as CEOs and and other head coaches are in it. For the Bears, I think Iberflus is in the defensive side. He's not concerning himself with the offense. That's my opinion. Okay. Who knows?
0: Let's wrap it up. Last point, because I'm the host. Last point. We will table this for future. No but, years. Uh, but like, a, a lot of conversations I heard today as a trends in the NFL, and then all this defensive-minded coach who like either – let someone else call the offensive plays are not doing as hot compared to some of the other ones. The offensive minded head coaches are doing better. It's just a conversation for one of the off season episodes would be like, it, it like is one better than the other in today's NFL. Okay.
2: So is this Food like a teaser, is that a question? Yeah, that wasn't even a point. That was just you. No,
0: I, I don't want to talk about it because we'll go another twenty minutes, and I don't want our our listeners to go through that. It's a tease for a future episode. Oh god. And that's a good thing. All right. Um, the, we talked about coaches being retained already. Um, so expect more of this in the off season. We'll talk. We'll dive deeper, hopefully, into wide receivers and running backs and offensive line and defensive line and even break those down possibly to look at individual positions, draft needs, or we will draft and stuff like that in coming episodes. But thank you for joining us, boys. Before we leave, should we give a Bears positive score, positivity score for the season? I feel like owe oh, it to the fans. I'm sorry, fans. I don't
1: even know that. I like a three.
2: Um, I, would, I would say the fact that I was, three. Yeah, I, I'm like three or four. I'd give a coin flip, whatever. Maybe
1: four. Maybe four because we have good draft capital. Since
2: Chris, you guys are it four. Was six,
1: I, I saw that. It was six draft capital. I don't know why. Oh,
2: six? Yeah, yeah see, I thought it was five or six. Again, four. <laughs> perks of being right.
0: You looked it up on the fucking internet. Jesus.
2: I had it on my notes because I'm prepared.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to be a five. Because you guys are a four. You fucking I'm the most, Homer. Because I'm the most positive fan out there. Thank you everyone joining us today, people. We, we're calling it quits for the day. We're punching out. But keep that feedback coming. We're a young podcast. Hope we brought some positivity into your life today. If not, let us know. You know, all the negativity. You know, we can. You can email Miller directly. Uh, all the reviews, bad reviews, go to him anyway. But
2: true. <laughs> uh,
0: until we find positivity in Chicago sports we will suffer in our misery together have a good night everybody keep
2: going because it says it's playing but that's obviously not Bye-bye. we're just going to end it with that I'm not even going to put this damn song in it says it's playing but it's fucking not because you don't have it on live genius I have it on live
0: peace <laughs> in the okay, Middle bye, East. East. bye everyone bye Bye-bye.